Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Apparently, he's going to try out for Paul Gasol's team. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. Just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. There's no denying it. Father time is undefeated. But products like Balance 7 help as it allows you to hydrate and recover faster as opposed to other sports drinks in traditional water. This is just one of the many perks of allowing you to handle your wear and tear as an athlete. And we all know, the less things you have to worry about on the field, on the court, or wherever, the better. You can see how Balance 7 has helped. And right now, if you go to Balance7.com and use the promo code BLEAVE, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balance and drink go to work. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. I did. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Welcome back, y'all. This is your host, Kyrie Demos, and this is another edition of Bullseye, the UB Bulls football podcast. Today, we've got a great guest on, linebacker James Patterson of the UB Bulls defense, you know, captain, and you know, done a lot of great things in this program. How's it going tonight, James? Man, it's going well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, I love to be able to check in, you know, with someone like yourself who's really a vet at this point, you know, has come up through the ranks in the program and has been an all-MAC performer as well. You know, just for you, you know, three games into your senior season and, you know, being able to play in a new defense um, under um, a linguist and uh, Joe Cawthon, just, just thoughts on, you know, what you've been able to take part in so far and, um, you know, how comfortable you're feeling in the defense. You know, I've just been able to really call the shots to the defense and 
try to be the coach on the field that uh, that coach Coughlin wants. You know, he wants me to be that guy that guys can rely on when things are messed up. And um, just as a defense, the things that we're doing each weekend, we're getting better with is just just uh, like disrupting the ball or just running to the ball, communication, the little things that that um, these last few these last two games that that showed up big were just shooting ourselves in the foot by doing little things like that. No doubt, you know, that that's so important. And and, I, and especially I feel like for the defensive side of the ball, you know, obviously the quarterback runs the show on offense, but defensively, if you don't have a linebacker that really can, you know, get everybody in the right positions, get the right keys going for everybody and, you know, make sure everybody's adjusting um, when, when an offense brings, you know, something that's a little different, you know, I think, it, you know, you're not going to be able to go far without that. Oh, no, you're not. You know, um, you have to be a student of the game. Um, that's something I really picked up this year and like past, like this past spring, because I know um, that I wanted to be the guy on the field to really to see like the, the no plays that are coming before. Like, I can see like through key, I can see them through keys and stuff like that, through different stances, through different tendencies and stuff like that. And just having Coach Coughlin and Coach Mo and the guys is, have teaching us a lot, you know. No doubt. You know, just, just talking a little bit about, you know, you mentioned the past two games. Obviously, from the outside looking in, we talked a little bit about this off air, but from the outside looking in, people may say, oh, man, UB's one and two, you know, especially after the last couple of seasons that you guys have put together. But really, eye test wise and, you know, just just really evaluating the team seems to be getting better each week. You know, what do you think you guys learned most from the Nebraska and Coastal Carolina games? Um, that we can play with anybody in the nation, you know. Um, it's just that at, us as a defense, we have to come together more, and especially on the back seven, we have to be able to communicate nonstop, mad communication. That's one thing that the coaches emphasize, along with uh, trying to create turnovers. You know, try to put havoc on the ball. Whether you take the ball out of the air, you knock it out of somebody's hands. You know, that's one thing throughout practices for both weeks that they want us to really do. You know, we're getting there, but we need to do more of it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's it's crazy to think, you know, both games really came down to a couple plays here and there. I feel like the, the Nebraska game really was, you know, a tight one that just the, the late first half uh, sequence on both sides of the ball really affected things. And then, you know, even in the um, the Coastal game, you know, just a few misplaced here and there on both sides of the ball. You know, in the second half, I really think affected it. So, you know, like you said, you guys are just narrowly missing, you know. So I just hope that, you know, you guys can learn from those experiences and just use them moving forward to progress. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, just, just dialing things back a little bit, you know, talk about your football journey, you know, what it's been like for you coming up. You know, I know you were able to play um, in Maryland and have a real standout career at the high school level. And obviously, you know, being able to um, play um, – with your brother um, at the high school level and to be able to transition over to college. Just, just what was it like um, coming up? You know, uh, not great. You know, it was a group of us. You know, we, we work out from six to six every day that summer, uh, just the winners. You know, another alumni from uh, University of Buffalo, you know, um, guys that consisted of me, my brother, Chase Young, Cameron Sullivan Brown, names like that. You know, we worked nonstop to really try to become the best, some of the best in the, uh, the area. You know, um, and just just going through high school, man. Those those days are are something to remember because you know um, everybody really didn't know the high school that we went to, St. Vincent Pilate. Um They just they seen it as a, a school that you can get good education, and 
Material sports, you know, that's my mindset going to the high school was to really just to change the culture along with my brother and my some of my best friends, you know, and um I'm glad that we did that and um Lottie is just is becoming one of the powerhouses in Maryland, but you know, it's not there, it's not quite there yet, but it's gonna continue to grow. Absolutely, you know, and, and and I think that there's so much pride that comes with that, you know, being a group that, you know, really helped turn turn something around and, you know, laid a foundation for everything. And I mean, hey, you've been able to do that with UB as well, you know, being on some of the best teams this program has ever seen. So, you know, for you, you know, what was it about UB that stood out in terms of, you know, attracting you to the school? Obviously, such a highly recruited player um, that you were at the high school level. Um, but, you know, what was it that, about UB that really stood out? You know, it was like a second home. I visited UB, like, several times before I even got an offer, you know. Um, and, and just, like, because they offered my brother as well. You know, they wanted both of us to who we are. And um, I just it, just, it's just, like, because, like, even though, we didn't really know what UB was when we met Coach Justin or Justin Winters. He really gave us a lot of gear from UB. And, like, that was really, like, the first cause we ever really, like, we've known and that we received gear from because, like, as a kid, you see the, all the, the top schools like Virginia Tech or Maryland or Alabama, Oregon, and you don't get none of that gear. But when you get some gear from a college, you're like, dang, I'm going this every day, like, there's a picture out there probably on um, Justin Winter's uh, Instagram of me rocking like a full UB gears like just for like one of my workouts with him. And like, <laughs> and, like if, I, if I could find it, I'd probably send it to him. But um, man, it, it's, it's crazy because like I, I I knew then that like I probably would be going to UB. It'd probably be one of my top choices. Um, That's awesome. Now, so you, you mentioned that, you know, your top choice was UB, but you know, what, was, what were some of the other schools you were considering? Obviously, you know, your ultimate decision was tied to what school accepted yourself and Jarrett, but you know, what was, what were some of the other schools that you were considering? You know, any other school that offered me and my brother, you know, um, I don't know none of the schools off top that offered me and my brother, but mm-hmm. you know, it was really down to like a couple of schools. Um, I just probably named two off top, you know, Ohio or UB, okay. you know, um, it'd be a whole different ball game if me and Jarrett went to Ohio, but I'm glad that we chose UB. No doubt. I mean, hey, it looks like it's working out great for the both of you guys. Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) For sure. So, you know, for you, you know, a 2017 um, recruit, you know, coming into the program and then, you know, you redshirt as a true freshman, but then as a... No, I gray-shirted. I gray-shirted. I ain't even redshirted. I gray-shirted, so... Yeah, nah. You explain that process then. I'm sure a lot of people out there don't realize what that is. So the gray-shirt was initially for my brother and, um, Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the office with Coach Lapo and it was like, we were going to break Jared and not you. But my, uh, like my initial reaction was like, nah, I'm not coming out without him. You know, I'm a great with mm-hmm. him. You know, a great yeah. is, um, you have to sit out a semester of school, you know, um, can't go to campus, but you're still going to be on the team the next semester. You know, right. they had too many, too many scouts out, too many guys on the team. So mm-hmm. me and my brother had to wait a whole semester and go play spring ball for our first semester. And okay. then, our, our, like our technically, like our freshman freshman season, we're already a semester in. It's like a early enrolling if you if you say like a reclass or something like that. But yeah, for sure, and it's it's, it's a unique situation because it's like you know most kids that like like myself, I redshirted you know as a mm-hmm. true freshman. So to be able to go to the school, you know, 
really in a different time when, you know, you're coming in, guys are really kind of trying to get themselves back from the season. You guys are coming in fresh. So what was that that fall like that? Obviously, the um, summer conditioning programs, it wasn't something that you guys were part of, but be able to have that fall um, really just training and leading into the winter. Oh, man, it was something that, that we took to our advantage. You know, um, one of our guys, Coach Page, you know, we, we, we still work on it to this day and we're thankful for him. You know, um, he worked us out, out very hard every day and um, got us to the point that we are as mature athletes and, and becoming into, like, pro athletes and that, that the way we treat him, the way we go about it. You know, and, um, just going into that, that spring ball, I remember, like, it just felt like, dang, I, I really belong out here. Like, it wasn't – it was fast, but it wasn't too fast. Because, like, I'm right. like, dang, I can really play with these guys. Along with my brother, you know, um, every time he got the ball, the defensive staff was like, man, who is this guy? He's, he's shaking the bacon, cutting the cross field against the ones like Khalil Hodge, Chuck Harris, right. um, Justin Brandon, um, Jordan Collier, guys like that. And, um, and, and some of the coaches were taking notice. Yeah, that's important, man, you know, to be able to make that impact, especially in the springtime when it's really all about competition and, you know, really just laying the, the foundation for what the fall could be. And, you know, you mentioned it as well. You, you showed and proved that you, you know, belong and, you know, coming right in, starting right away as a freshman, you know, 77 tackles as a freshman. And, you know, what was that experience like for you, especially being able to help the program get back to a bowl game for the first time in five years? You know, it was, I just had a chip on my shoulder. You know, um, didn't wanted to uh my brother, and that's what I really, really took took from it. And you know, I used that as my motivation that they wanted to brace my brother, and that they really didn't see him as the title player that he was. You know, they really just wanted to be a kicker turner or a flat sweep guy. And, um, it's it's crazy because like ever since he got there, he always been doubted, but he had to work for it. So me being able to, to go with the twos and work my way to the ones, it was just. It's just like a, a, a more of a pushing thing for my brother. I'm like, you like, bro, you the ones. This is that. I'm like, bro, stay patient because you, you, you belong there. Like, they see what you do yeah. every day when you go versus us or go versus the students. So stay patient. And um, being able to start as a freshman is very is, is, a, is, a, is a blessing. But, you know, you really have to put in a lot of work to really start as a freshman. You know, you have to serve the coaches that you know the playbook in and out. You, you're doing your job in and above. You're running to the ball. Things like mm-hmm. that. You're just making plays to make yourself undeniable. No doubt. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com. And then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And... If you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. 
you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Jared. I, I'm going to get to him as, at some point. But, you know, just talking about that freshman season of yours, you got to play with you know, one of the greatest linebackers this program has seen, too. And, and you mentioned him before in Khalil Hodge. You know, what was it like working with a vet like him? And, you know, what are some of the tools to the trade that he taught you? You know, it was uh, it was a it was a great experience, you know, um, just to see you, the way he went about it, you know, because he was a type of machine. You know, you can take a lot of things from his game. And um, just to be outside backer while he was playing middle, it was it was a, it was a great thing because he, he taught me a lot of things and he he, he uh told me that I didn't need to be a, a I don't need to be a freshman I need to be a senior and just be the guy I am and um I think us two on the field together was very good at the time and then from Phil Hodge with the Matt Alpanowski, the guy who really 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 knew the playbook you know and taught everybody <laughs> for for um right. no doubt you know and that guy man he. They said like he he he's just he's the guy that created a playbook for Lance Lightfoot and them and if they needed a question or something like that they'd go ask Matt. So just to have two guys like that back to back, I mean for me being groomed to play middle linebacker now from last year to this year or mm-hmm. a couple years ago to this year, man, it's it's been a smooth transition because of those guys. You know they passed me the keys and I'm just still driving the car and it's waiting to pass it off to somebody else. Absolutely, man. And, you know, so, you know, fast forward then to the 2019 season, you know, you were able to, you know, put together a great season with the program as well. I believe the program finished eight and five that year. But, you know, to be able to get the first bowl win in program history, I mean, you know, what does that mean to you? You know, obviously you talked about your, your time at Pilates in high school and being able to do something, do things that weren't precedented at the high school level. But to really, you know, do something like that at the collegiate level, Division One level, um, you know, what does that mean to you? You know, it's something that can never be taken away from me. You know, um, when they when they mention that uh, we the Bahama Bowl winners and Familiar Bowl winners, they never can take it away from me. Um, I can always tell my, my children and my grandchildren that I've been to a bowl game and I won it. You know, and they'll um, be like, you're crazy, Grandpa, or you're crazy, Dad. But when I show them the pictures in the ring, they'll, they'll start to be like, oh, he's the real deal. You know, um, and it, it, it's something that's bigger, bigger than that's bigger for the program. You know, um, so that you can go to a Buffalo and be on national TV and win games such as that against other conferences and other schools. Mm-hmm. So important. You know, I, I think back to that game. It's so funny. And I was, I was at the gym and I had forgot what what time the game was starting. And then I had just finished my workout. I looked over. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like I forgot UB's playing today. I had to jet home, but, you know, it was great to see you guys get the – especially, you know, um, being able to enjoy it out in the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and then – so, again, just, just fast forwarding again, you know, moving over to the 2020 season. Obviously, an unbelievable year that none of us will ever forget. Um, oh, yes. You know, you even – we talked about this at Media Day. I know you talked a little bit about – um you know, just, you know, the jersey number, um, yeah. and everything. I know we saw Kobe pass. Um, but just for you guys to go from you were in spring ball, you know, winter conditioning had just ended. You know, you guys were trying to get your foot in with that. Everything shuts down. You know, then the summer comes. Then the Mac eventually says, hey, we're not going to play to now we are going to play. I mean, shortened season, but you guys made the best. But just thoughts on, you know, what that whole entire process was like. You know, it was an up and down type of process. You know, you had to really stay strong. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, what are we working out for if we're not going to play this season? And they really have no business to see that we really going to play. And then at first, uh, I don't know what conference said it was going to start playing again. And 
when they start seeing like two or three other comments behind that, start playing. So that's when the, a lot of guys on my, my team was like, hey, we want to play. And a lot of guys in the conference was doing the same thing. Was using their voice to really, really, really uh, speak for us and say that we want to play as athletes. Absolutely. And, and, and it's amazing to see because, you know, I feel like just the world of college football – college athletics in general, but college football has changed so much in the last two years. Obviously the NIL and, you know, all these different things, but also too, like you just mentioned, you know, just the the type of voice that you guys get to use now and just the influence that you guys have. It's really amazing to see that you guys are, are yes, you guys, you know, some guys may not use it to, to the greatest ability, but you guys really seem to be taking it and running with it. Oh, yes, sir. You know, um, that's something my mom preaches, you know, um, you know, whether you're using your platform for good or you're giving back in the community. You know, that's one thing that she really used to me, my brother. No doubt it's important, man. Um, but, you know, again, just, just talking about the 2020 season, you guys had a phenomenal run and, you know, obviously just falling short in the MAC title game. But to be able to, you know, finish the season, um, the regular season undefeated, back-to-back bowl wins, you know, what was that like? You know, obviously so odd very little um, people in the crowds, um, let alone if there were any. Um, just just thoughts on the, the season you guys were able to put together and um, you know, just being able to really establish yourselves as one of the creams of the crop of the uh, group of five programs. Um, you know, just to be able to be top 25 in the nation, you know, as being a match school, it was something that, that uh, people at UB never, like people who got recruited or at UB never developed happen, you know, unless you're basketball, you know, basketball, I've done it before, you know, um, but football, you know, a lot of people really didn't think it was possible, but even even on a short season, you know, it still counts in the books, um, a lot of people get extra gears along with it, but at the same time, just to have that run that we did, man, it was a, it was a special run, you know, we wish we can finish it way stronger than we did, but at the same time, man, I'm glad that we won the goal game, and we still got to play them games, you know, and, um, Playing, not playing in front of the crowd was weird, but at the same time, we just wanted to play football, you know. Um, and to have, have, man, had that chance to really, really get back and play football again was, it was, it was, um, a, a, a relief, you know. Um, cause a lot of guys were stressing, like, why am I at school? Do I have to go home? This is that. So it was things like that. For sure, man, for sure. You know, and ju- just talking about that, you know, to be able to, you really came into your own, you know, becoming an all-mac player. And, you know, like you said, you mentioned transitioning over to you know, linebacker spot. You know, what was it like to be able to work under um, Coach Chris Simpson? Because, you know, obviously he had a major part of your journey. And, you know, we wish him well in Kansas and everything with Coach Leipold and their staff down there. But, you know, what was it like for you to learn under him and how did he help you um get to the point that you have um, coming into the 2021 season? Oh, no, I was, uh, it was a, it was a great experience on the coast, uh, Chris Simpson, you know, um, you know, he helped bring me to the player I am, you know, um, I'm thankful for him, you know, I met him at Eastern Michigan, we all from at Eastern Michigan, and then he came to UB, you know, um, so our relationship is pretty, pretty tight, but, you know, um, I just wish the best for my Kansas, you know, um, through the page, go see, man. He's just pushing me every day. He's teaching me new things that I've never been taught before, you know, and um, yeah. he's just continuing to add to my game, you know, um, um, scheme-wise and just technique-wise as well. 
For sure, yeah. You know, he definitely uh, did a lot of great things. I mean, for you guys to be able to lead the MAC in um, total yards last season, you know, I mean, he was obviously a major part of that. DC. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. But, you know, at the same time, we had guys in front that really that really helped us out as well, you know, so can't forget about the big boys. Can't ever forget about the big fellas in the trenches. I know that's right. No. Um, so, you know, just talking about the 2020 season again, you know, we we briefly talked, or you've mentioned your brother several times, and you know I brought him up as well. But you know, someone like myself who's played in the program, you know, been around this program since I was a kid, but to be an evaluator and you know covering the team last season, like you know, I knew coming into the year, hey, Jared is going to have a probably going to have a tremendous season. You know, having the seasons that he had leading in, but he really blew up on the national scene um, last year, obviously with the record setting performances he had. So, you know, for one, you know, what was it like to be able to experience that? Obviously it's one thing as a teammate, but that's your brother, it's your twin. And to be able to see him prosper after, you know, all the ups and downs, you know, throughout life, but also too, you know, to be able to share the experiences that you guys did, um, being able to play college football together, um, to have as much success as you guys did together as well. Um, you know, it's it's not surprising. You know, I've been seeing them type of runs, them type of that type of play style my whole life. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's something that that I was not too surprised about. And a lot of guys on the sidelines, how is he doing? There he goes again. There's that madness. Is that? But at the same time, right. I knew what type of player he, he was, the type of player, he, type of place he's capable of, and um, I just know that. I just know that he deserves it all, you know, from from the jump. So the way he worked, worked um, the way he went about it. Absolutely, yeah. That was always the thing, and you know, I feel like people, you know, the Nash at the on the national level were always like, "Man, the way he carries himself, this and that." I'm like, man, you guys don't even know this is every day. This isn't, you yeah, know, this is every day. You know, um, yeah, he's he's a pro, you know, about everything he does. You know, and I, I, I'm taking suit, you know, well. Whoop, um, covering the same cloth, so you know it's never right. Enough. Right, exactly. You guys built differently. You know what I mean. And you know, for for you guys too. You know how um, have you guys been keeping in touch? Obviously, you know it's busy right now with him being up in the league and everything, doing his thing with Washington. And you know how often do you guys um, keep connected? Uh, almost every day. He FaceTime me every day. I FaceTime him. And uh, matter of fact, this weekend, this Sunday, he plays the Bills, so I'm gonna be able to go up to his game. You know, last week he was at mine. Now this week I'd be at his, so I can't wait. That's awesome, man. Yeah, love to see. Shout out to Jared. You know, we definitely got to get him on the podcast at some point. Um, you know, just you know, looking ahead though. You know, talking about the twenty twenty one season now, being able to come into your own again. You know, being a team captain and everything, running the show really. You know, just you know, what are some of the things you hope to teach to the young guys? I know you said you want to be able to pass those keys along, you know, as you know, you wrap things up here. Uh man, just work ethic, you know, um, you really gotta work for it, you know. Um, everything you want is on the other side of art. You know, that's what the coaches have been preaching to us the whole this whole time we've been together, you know. Everything you want is on the other side of heart. So what do you wanna do? What decisions you gonna make? Um, to really follow that action, so follow that plan that you set for yourself. You know, um, you have to do it every day consistently. You know, you can't just be like one day I'm gonna do it, one day I'm not. You know, um, that's the type of that's the type of culture that we're building here under Coach Mo with a lot with the coaching staff, and that's one thing that leaves are emphasized to everybody else. You know, you can't you want you can't be this guy one day, not another guy next. You, know, you have to be that same guy every day, whether it's gonna be a good day or a bad day. So you gotta keep stacking the days. 
most definitely, you know, seconds become minutes, minutes become hours, you know, hours become days, you know, you got to just keep building on it. So that, that I love that mantra, um, you know, and that message overall, you know, just, just also to um, looking ahead again, you know, obviously big matchup this weekend, last uh, non-conference game against uh, Old Dominion, just thoughts on what you've seen so far and, uh, you know, you know, just looking ahead to the matchup. You know, I can't wait. They're pretty good. They're pretty uh, good bunch of guys. You know, um, it'll be a very competitive game. You know, um, just can't wait for the opportunity to play these guys. You know, um, being being close to Maryland, you know, they they, they try to recruit, but they ain't never offer me. So this is right. kind of a chip on my shoulder. You know, um, they ain't really offering me, so they didn't even give me a chance to look. Along with uh, uh, Kevin Marks, IK, they ain't really looking at guys either. So. It's gonna be it's some chips and some shoulders, and they gonna be playing against them guys. But can't wait to play against them. You know, they're gonna be uh, physical, they're gonna be good, things like that that they go by. But I just can't wait to play. You know, can't wait for uh, 6 p.m. on Saturday. For sure. Um, yeah, and it's got to be interesting too. You know, to be able to play another, um, you know, pretty regarded. Uh, college quarterback, you know, with uh, with Mac Jr. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that, you know, had a little success with UCF when, yes. you know, they were really at the height of their powers and everything. You know, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, you know, for you, especially being the quarterback of the defense, you know, you, you've you had some, you know, tremendous matchups, you know, whether it was Grayson McCall last week, yes. to, um, Martinez and against Nebraska, you know, just, you know, for you as a middle linebacker, you know, what is it like prepping against quarterbacks like those, you know, those guys are multifaceted, dual threat guys, and you know, they can do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, you just have to go about it, about it a different way. You have to prepare, like, it's life's on the line. By the end of the day, when you, when you step on the field, they tie their cleats up just like you. They put on the same equipment. So you can't really be scared or you be a deer in headlights. So things like that. And you have to be confident in the way you prepare. You know, um, one thing that Coach Moore says that preparation ends when the ball is kicked off. So when, once the ball was kicked off, I know I was confident enough to go play against the guys. Most definitely. Yeah, you definitely got to, you know, they breathe the same air you do, you know, so you can't look at them any differently. So and I feel like that's a mentality that, you know, guys that really do set themselves apart, they take that on because at the end of the day, you know, the mind, the mindset, the mentality that you take in, you know, that will either propel you or derail you, you know, whether it's, you know, um, uplifting enough where it's like, hey, I'm not worried about those guys or, you know, hey, I'm getting in my own head about this. So... Alrighty, James, one last thing, you know, before I let you go, you know, you guys have a, a ton of talent on both sides of the ball, but, you know, has there been either a player that's, you know, been an unsung hero that you think needs more credit or someone that's really been a pleasant surprise to you, you know, as the season's gone on uh, thus far? Uh, just, uh, you know, I'll say it's both the offensive and defensive line. You know, them guys are just doing tremendous jobs. You know, you hear about all the skilled players, including myself, but them guys, you know, like uh, the whole offensive line, my side of the ball line, like Wallow, J. Rowe, Max Michelle, um, Taylor Riggins, um, Damon, Folsom, them guys, you know, they don't really – Ocala Lang, um, Eric Black, them guys, they don't really get the type of – Publicity that everybody needs needs them to have, and um, especially with the offensive line as well. You know, um, I can name. Let me see. I, I know I can name. Let me see. You got Benji. You got Clint. 
Fuse. Let me see. Alon. And uh, Gabe. Yeah, and Gabe. You know, and, and, and Trey. You know, them guys really. Zero. And I'm, I'm going to give another guy a shout out. Mullins as well. You know, he, he oh, yeah. props to put off too. So all the guys deserve all the publicity in the world because they do the dirty work. And they don't really the publicity they get to meet. For sure, yeah. I got to show love to the big fellas. I actually played with um, Mullinich's older brother. Um, so they, so they had the whole uh, lineage uh, coming through the program. So, but no, I definitely, definitely uh, got to shout those guys out. And you know, of course, people might want to be down on them because you know the last two games and some losses. But at the same time, too, you know, you guys are coming to your own and improvement every week is is, is showing. And you know, hey, see how you guys handle business this week and then get ready for Mac play. Oh no, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, guys, this was, uh, you know, again, another great, great episode. I love having you on, James, and I always appreciate being able to chat with you, especially, you know, as a former player, it's always great to be able to check in with guys that are in the program now. Um, with someone that's doing it the right way on and off the field. So, good luck to you the rest of the way. I wish you good health and good luck, man, with everything, man. Just blessings. So, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Alrighty, guys, this is Kyrie Demos from Bullseye. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Stay tuned for more to come, and we will definitely be tuning in with the Bulls after their um, game against Old Dominion this weekend. So stay tuned and horns up, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.